we have the Word of God that we hopefully will get into, but we're going to worship, and we're going to make lots of room for the Holy Spirit to move. And our biggest desire when we get together, as you guys, most of you by this time know, that we don't want anyone to ever come here and leave without their needs being met. So if you're here with a burden, you're here with a broken part of your body that needs healing, if you need to be encouraged, if you are struggling with depression or loneliness or whatever, if there's anything that is coming against you, we don't want anyone to ever come and show up and then walk out of here without at least being offered to be uh, prayed for and loved on because that's, that's our that's our heart. We are family. The church, the body of Christ, is, is a family. Yeah. We are a part of God's household. God is our father. He's our daddy. I love to say that. It makes me feel, I don't know, kind of shifts something in my spirit when I say it. So God is my dad. He's my daddy. He's my daddy God. And Jesus, he sent Jesus, his one and only son, into the world to reconcile me to the Father, and Jesus is not ashamed to call me his brother. He's not ashamed to call you his sisters and brothers and brother. He's not ashamed of you. He is my king. I'll just say it differently. He is our king. He is our savior, our rescuer, our Lord. He is God. He is creator. And in Revelation chapter 1, excuse me, in Revelation chapter 1, when John got a glimpse, not just a glimpse, when Jesus revealed himself to John the Apostle, Jesus came in his resurrected, ascended state, and he showed himself to John. And when John heard the voice and turned around to see the one whose voice sounded like rushing water, he saw him, and he fell at his feet as though dead. He basically fainted. And Jesus lifted him up and strengthened him and made him stand, and he gave him instructions. So Jesus, in all of his glory, as I say things like he's my, my, he says he's not ashamed to call me brother or you sister. He is our big brother. Even in saying that, he is God, and he is majestic. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? There's some, some old ways of saying it would be great and terrible. Okay, he's not terrible in a negative way. It's just that if you and I were to see him in his fullness right now, we would be terrified. We would fall on our faces as though dead before him, just like John. And John, who wrote the book of Revelation, who recorded what the Lord showed him, he was the beloved of the Lord. He was like Jesus's favorite disciple, even though we aren't supposed to have favorites. You know, he knew, he knew in his heart, he was Jesus's favorite. He's the one who at the last supper with the apostles and with Jesus, he's the one that, that laid back against Jesus. And he's like, it's not me, is it? Who, who's going to betray you? It ain't me, right? You know, he just, what's that? He got the revelation. That's right. He, he was close to Jesus. He was the beloved of the Lord. With all of that said, where were we going with all of that? I have no idea. <laughs> we're here to worship Jesus. We're here to come into the presence of the Father tonight. Um, but first, I just want to remind you guys, Tammy wants to remind you. Friday evening prayer. It's a great time 
to intercede for our nation, our city, for each other. other. Exactly. It's just, it's such a good time. So if you can make time to come out uh, Friday evenings at 7 p.m., that's a, it's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Even if you don't feel like it, I didn't feel like being here Friday night. I was tired. I did not. I'm like, we're having prayer. Okay. I'm going. And then I got here and I was like, I'm so glad I'm here. So. As you guys know, many of us, probably this evening, maybe you were struggling with just getting outside in the cold air, especially Kelly. He's got to go from the ferry boat all the way here, traveling across country just to get to this building. Oftentimes we're like, I don't really feel it. I don't feel it. I'm just not feeling it. I want to stay home. I just feel like God wants to bless you guys for showing up, just for, for being committed and showing up on a Sunday night. Um, obviously, it means a lot to us because if it was just Tammy and I showing up, it's kind of like setting the table and no one comes for dinner. You know, it's like, oh. But. Is that the key? We need to start cooking a dinner? Food, okay. That's right. That's right. That's right, Barbara. Yeah, Jesus said, I have food that you know nothing about. Yes, my food is to do the will of him who sent me. That's Jesus, yep. That's right. So we're going to feast on the bread of lifetime. We're going to feast on Jesus. And why don't we stand up? Let's read a scripture together. This is, if we get to it, which I, I, I trust that we'll get to some uh, scripture reading tonight at the last part of our gathering. Uh, we just have the last half of Hebrews 10 to go through. Rich stuff. It's good stuff. But I thought this would be the first two verses that we have to cover are verses uh, 19 and 20. And I thought, man, we need to open with this tonight. So without any confusion, why don't you guys read it out loud with me? I'll just make sure. There. See, the other, the other night I said, read with me. Anna was confused. Yeah. So you guys ready? You guys ready to <clears throat> warm up your vocal cords, clear your throat, get all that COVID out of there? <laughs> There's no COVID. There's no COVID in this place. We come against COVID in Jesus' name. Here we go. You guys ready? Okay. And now we are brothers and sisters in God's family because of the blood of Jesus. And he welcomes us to come into the most holy sanctuary in the heavenly realm boldly and without hesitation for he has dedicated a new life-giving way for us to approach God for just as the veil was torn in two Jesus's body was torn open to give us free and fresh access to him man we could just meditate on that for a minute right let's just think about this you have access, I have access right now to go into the presence of God boldly, the underlined part, boldly and without hesitation. There is no condemnation in Christ. Jesus took the penalty of our sin and our shame and he took it upon himself and he gave us the great exchange. He gave you his righteousness and his holiness, his perfection. If you are in Christ, you are in, you are wrapped up in his perfection. So tonight, we get to come as those in Christ because of his blood. 
into the most holy sanctuary, into the heavenly realm. We are going to leave earth for a minute, probably for 30 or 40 minutes. We are going to leave earth while we're standing on it. Our spirit is going to go into the heavenly realm as we worship tonight. We have access to go there. I don't know how to explain it, how it, what it looks like for each one of us. It might look a little different, what you see in the heavenly realm or what you experience. You may not even see something with your natural eyes. You might just feel the presence of God. But I guarantee you we are going there. We are going right into his throne room tonight as we give thanks and praise and enter his courts with, his, with worship on our tongues. So we're going to go boldly without hesitation because of Jesus. His body was torn. Up. Well, that sounds kind of graphic. His body was broken on the cross. It was nailed. It was crucified. And in a sense, like the curtain in the temple was torn in two, Jesus' body was broken open for us that we might go through him into the very presence of the Father tonight, into his presence. So let's read the rest, and I won't preach. I promise. Together. And since we now have a magnificent high priest to welcome us into God's house, we come closer to God and approach him with an open heart, fully convinced that nothing will keep us at a distance from him. For our hearts have been sprinkled with blood to remove impurity, and we have been freed from an accusing conscience. Now we are clean, unstained, and presentable to God inside and out. Amen. Hallelujah. So put your hand on your heart. Put your hand on your heart. Declare that over yourself. Yes. I am clean. I am unstained. And I am presentable yes. to God. Yes, inside God. and out. We thank yes. you, Lord. We thank you. Why don't you yes. pray for us, honey? Yes, Father. Man, you are so magnificent, Father. God, we thank, that, thank you that we get to commune with you, that we get to worship you tonight. God, we just give you everything, God, that might be concerning. God, we just say, do with us what you want tonight, Father. Come invade our hearts. Invade our space tonight, God. You are so welcome, Holy Spirit. And we just give this night to you and just come have your way in Jesus' name. Now, why don't we stand up, church, saints, saints of God. Let's just stand. Just, just lift up your worship to him. We just give you praise, Jesus. Yeah, just lift your hands, close your eyes. Jesus, we recognize your presence. We acknowledge you in this place. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done, Lord. Let your kingdom, let the resources of kingdom come now. We thank you, Lord. We honor you, Jesus, the one who died. Your blood, your blood speaks it all. Your blood says it all. It is finished. The way is opened. We hold fast to you, our King. Like an anchor, we hold fast our hope in you, Lord. We hold on to. Our hope in you is like an anchor, and it goes beyond the veil into the holy place. Jesus, we worship you. Just give him thanks. Give him praise, guys. And declare over your life what he has paid for. Thank you, Lord. You've purchased our healing. You've purchased our freedom. We declare over our lives freedom, life, 
health, strength, protection, provision, vision, Lord. Give us eyes to see and ears to hear. Oh, Lord, we will stand on the rock. Just as we sang, if the winds blow, the rain comes, we will not be shaken. We will not be struck down. We stand firm on you, King Jesus. We stand firm on your promises. We stand firm in your hand because our lives are secure in you. Oh, we rest secure in you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that we will never be alone. I will never be alone. You will never leave us. You will never forsake us. You will never leave me or forsake me. You're faithful and true to the end. Thank you, Lord. We know you're coming soon. It might be a few years away, but God, we see, we see the days are more and more like those end times. We know you're coming back for us. You are coming back to this earth. And we just say, King Jesus, come quickly, Lord. Come quickly, Lord. Prepare us, Lord. Send us out for the harvest. Prepare us, each one of us. Just say, prepare me, Lord. Yeah, let my lamp be, be full of oil and burning bright. That those who are in darkness would come to the light of my dawning, to the light that is Jesus living in me and living in each one of you. That we would be filled with that oil of your presence and burning bright, a light in the darkness, a light in the world. And that we would bring the lost into your light. We would bring those who are broken and in bondage into your kingdom and into freedom and liberty. Thank you, Lord. We will burn bright for you, Lord, because when you come back, we are going to be like those ten virgins who have their lamps of oil filled and the wicks trimmed and lit and burning bright for you, ready to welcome you back to this earth that is yours. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. We belong to you. Every breath we breathe belongs to you. Everything we say is mine. It's yours. It is yours. It comes from your hand. Thank you, God. Thank you, creator God, for life and breath and everything we have, for understanding, for wisdom. That's, that's fine, go ahead. You don't have to if you want to keep standing. I want to open this up for any of our prophetic folks, and you know who you are. We've told you already that if you get a prophetic word, to just come up here. So if you have a, a prophetic word for the body, I would just want you to come up now. I'm not going to beg. I'm not going to stare you down. I'm looking at the floor right now. So, so yeah. has a word. This is Thanksgiving week, but we thank him every single day. And he said to come into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. So we thank him every day. 
just think about what he's done for you. And every time he does anything for you, remember to give him thanks. He does it every day. But sometimes there's a supernatural thing that he does in your life. I think throughout your whole life, the Lord does supernatural wonders in your life. And you have not yet testified of it. You have not given him thanks in that way to let people know what he's done for you. At least one story, a quick story. I think that's what the Lord wants tonight. He wants to have praise tonight. And I know that if I've been going through a rough time this past week or month, I know the whole body of Christ has been going through the same thing. And we, we tend to complain, <laughs> but then he comes and he reminds us, be thankful, be thankful. I have it, I got you. Haven't I always come, come through for you? So like this week, you know, I was going through a rough time even till today. And, and the Lord reminds me what's happening. When you go through a rough time, what gives you joy? Well, he said, remember, what did, what did I tell you to do? He said, give. Give what you have to others. Give something. I want you to start giving out of your need. So I said, yes, okay, Lord. And uh, the whole week was rough. And uh, so, you know, the enemy comes in. You, you know, you're feeling all strong. I'm feeling all strong. And the enemy comes in and goes, boom. He goes, oh, yeah? Is that all you got? Comes in again. Boom, boom. You know, get out of here in the name of Jesus. Like, okay, now it's getting a little rough, right? Okay, I'm telling the truth. I know this happens to people. He comes in, and all of a sudden, like a flood, boom, boom, boom. And then you get weary. But the Lord said, the Holy Spirit lifts up a standard against him. Woo! And then you renew your strength. And you say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your strength. And I want every one of you to know, start to thank him when the enemy comes in and go boom, boom, boom. Like, I mean, it was like today, was it yesterday or today? I said, okay, now I'm pissed. I mean, I, I, I grew up with seven brothers and mostly all boy cousins. So I said, I'm pissed now. Boom, boom, boom. You think so? I'm going to boom you. You get out of my territory right now in the name of Jesus. I bind your powers. I bind your hands over my finances, over my body in the name of Jesus. Get out. I know I'm loud, but I'm like Shambok. I was under him before. <laughs> he anointed me, and I become loud like Shambok. So if you don't know Shambok, go look him up. He's a very loud man. So anyway, <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to to remind you that you thank the Lord every day. If you're going through anything right now, you know what the best thing for you to do is praise. Thank him. 
praise him with all your heart. The enemy will run and hide. He can't do anything against the praises that come from your heart, the thanksgiving to our Lord Jesus Christ, because he wins. He wins. He always wins. Yeah. So I, I just feel like with permission of the pastor, if someone has a really good Thanksgiving story, not too long, but you know, a good one, <laughs> a good story. And you know, it's right there on your, the tip of your tongue. What God has done for you this week, this month, you know, recently, you need to give it so you encourage. See, we're here to encourage one another in the Lord. So I just ask, you know, So the invitation's open for a testimony of, a, of what, like what Pam's going to come on up and, and do this. But I, I want to just make sure this is not, not a time for you to preach a message or explain, you know, theology. We just want to hear the, the testimony. <laughs> well, my son has been down in California for three, going on four years, I think. And, you know come Thanksgiving and Christmas we start missing him and and um, he went through a series of events my there we were hoping they would come up for Christmas this year but it ended up that they are going to be her his wife's cousin is having a baby they live in Ohio and so found out that they're going to be going back to Ohio for the third time <laughs> um, to because she's supposed to have the baby right around Christmas. Anyway, so I was kind of feeling funky. <laughs> and I got a call from my son this week, and he goes, um, says, what are you doing for your birthday? I said, nothing. <laughs> and um, it's in February. And uh, he says, well, um, evidently, Toby Mac's going to be having a concert in February, and I was thinking about coming up and taking you to it. <laughs> so he's he's gonna it's not till the end of february my birthday's in the beginning of february but so he's gonna he's one of my favorite saying singers and uh, so he's gonna come up and take me to go see felt like this is a release for that. So may the Lord bless you um, with this spinal cord of gold. Um, and I don't know exactly what that means, but I think that like a lot of times the backbone of our families is our moms. So maybe that's what, what, what he's saying. Um, and also I feel like for your son, I wanted to bless him with, because I want to get some, I'm kind of going to be jealous here because I want to get some favor too because I'm supposed to be going home to see my see my family members soon. So uh, bless him with traveling mercies and we just bless him with those and also with all the finances, everything that he needs to get up here and have fun with you at that Toby Mac concert. My mom actually took me to one of those one times. It, it's uh, mostly newsboys for us, but it's, it's wonderful. So bless you with that too.
<laughs> so was it Friday? Friday I got really sick for some reason. I was fine the whole day until one morning I got sick. And so I was sitting there and I could feel my body shutting down. You can hear it in your ears where it sounds like an airplane is about going off in your ears. And so my body started to shut down and I was sitting there going, I didn't have much, I couldn't even say anything because I was so weak. But I told God, as much as I would love to see you, I still have unfinished business, so I need to, I need to get healed. So I prayed with little prayer I could. It's like, Jesus help me so that I can go ask for prayer with mom because he told me, stop going solo all the time. You know, you need the body too. You can't be separated from everyone all the time. So I got up, asked mom, <laughs> can you help pray for me? And I was, I was just, God gave me enough energy to go out and go see mom. So she prayed over me. And at first I could feel the rest of my body almost shutting down where I started to almost pass out. But mom kept on praying until finally when she said, uh, your curses that were sent upon Mikey, you leave now in the name of Jesus. And then that's when my body started to warm up a bit. And then after a few minutes, then I was like, well, I feel good now. You know, God's, uh, I know that I still, the, the glimpses of the future that God has shown me, I haven't seen them yet. So I know that, you know, uh, I still have a lot of time down here. So that's my best. Yeah, we, we got to hear about that testimony Friday night, so that was awesome. Anna, did you want to be the one to share this? Why don't you come on up here? And you can just kind of explain how this, uh, it's a real uh, brief word, but it's... it's. Funny, we don't, I mean, I don't know how to spell whale. Like when you draw water from the whale, how do you spell whale? So he was trying to, I guess I spelled it wrong. But uh, I don't know how long ago we, we talked about uh, how... We were digging for, you know, so that we can actually see the water, you know, burst out and draw water from the well. And um, I was watching a show and the guy was so mad that they couldn't find any water that he just started throwing a whole bunch of grenades. And then the water, finally, he was just like done and gave up and just threw everything, like just the whole box of grenades and lit the whole thing. And then the water just started bursting, like, and everybody was happy, you know? And when I was over there praying, I felt the Holy Spirit tell me that it, it, it's been done already. Like, it happened already. I mean, I might not know when, but, but so I was there, and I think he was clearing, clarifying to me. And I felt like I needed to share with everybody because I'm a visual, I'm a visual learner and stuff. And to see that, and then for, for Jesus to talk to me, his presence was so strong. And for him to tell me that, you know, kind of in a funny, joking way of like, all right, stop, stop asking for that. It's been done. So it happened already. And I wanted to share that with you guys. So, so you wrote down, the Lord has said that the well has been declared open and, the, and water 
overflowing. Water overflowing. So we receive that. We receive that. Our worship, our declarations, our persevering and pressing and is, is like the grenades going off on the ground. And we've, we've believed that God has in his heart for us as a, as a church and in our city that a well would be dug, would be redug. It's a well that exists that has been, that needed to be reopened. And there was more to the prophetic word, but yeah, we just, we receive this. We receive it. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Yeah. And Lord, we just, we bless Anna and we just thank you that, that she has ears to hear, eyes to see what your spirit is doing and saying. And we bless that and we just say, increase, increase more, Lord, more, more, more. There's so much more, so much more that you have. We just speak over you. You are a powerful woman of God with a voice that breaks chains, a voice that breaks open things that need broken open. We just declare blessing in Jesus' name. Yeah, we bless it, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Good job, Anna. Good job. Brandon's all proud of you over there. He's like, yeah. Yeah, Brandon's a rock, too. He knows it. Okay. I said I wasn't going to like look around and <laughs> beg people. But if you did see something like you normally do, don't save it to tell me at the end of the meeting. I mean, I want to know, but I'd rather hear it fresh from the that sounds mean. Fresh from the source. You were so right on tonight with talking about being thankful. This morning when we were, we were streaming Bethel, just worshiping and listening to Bill preach, I had something in my head and I should have written it down at the moment, but I didn't and it's all gone. So, um, but I remember hearing like being thankful is the key that unlocks so much for us because it shifts our perspective from being, why isn't it happening to me, or why is it happening to me, um, to, man, look at what how faithful God has been. Look at the favor I've had. It doesn't matter how small it is, but it totally just shifts something in us, and it just unlocks things. It, I think it, it positions us to receive more favor from God when we're thankful, instead of having an attitude of... Um, what was the word he used this morning? Um, when we just expect. Oh, um, yeah. entitlement. entitlement. Instead of being entitled, having an attitude of entitlement is being thankful for what we have and taking care of what he's given us so that he can give us more. Thanks, thank, uh, having a thankful heart. I'm just going to repeat what Tammy said. It is the key. It is the key. I'm going to be honest. God, I, I know God does not like complaining. He does not like grumbling. You can read the Old Testament how he dealt with Israel when they grumbled and complained. I mean, they, they were eating meat that he rained down from heaven. And then when they were complaining, he let his, his uh, feelings about it be shown. And they started, you know, bird meat was coming out their noses, basically. So, because when we're complaining, we're complaining about what he's done. Exactly. And he's probably like, "Excuse me." 
I don't want to put, I'm not going to put any, you know, words in God's mouth, what he thinks or says about it, but I do know the word of God says he gets, he was angry with Israel. We're in a, we're in a new dispensation with the Lord. Jesus has, has made it so that we have been reconciled to God through his atonement, through his cross. We have received the spirit of God abiding in us, living inside of us. We have the laws of God written on our hearts. We have the mind of Christ. So we really are not walking according to our new nature, our new creation nature, when we are walking in sin or uh, complaining or bitterness or unforgiveness. That is just, that doesn't belong in us. I'll, I'll say it. I'll point the finger. I'm, I'm already doing it. I'll point the finger. It doesn't belong in me. Bitterness, complaining, resentfulness, uh, what all of that stuff, all that does, especially when it comes out of my mouth, is it's telling the world that I don't think God is enough for me, that God really isn't faithful and really hasn't come through for me, because look at what's coming out of my mouth. So thanksgiving, we enter his gates with thanksgiving, we come into his courts with praise, according to the Psalms. Um, Paul and Silas, when they were beaten for preaching the gospel, in the book of Acts, I don't know what chapter is, but you can look it up. In the book of Acts, it's recorded. They were, they were arrested and beaten, and they probably didn't get just a light beating. They probably beat the tar out of these guys, bloodied them, bruised them, and made their faces swollen, and then chained them into a prison wall in the deepest part of the prison. And back then, I'm sure the prisons are not like the prisons here. No TV, no, you know, I mean, we're talking the stench of waste, Rats, rotten food, whatever. I don't know. I don't want to imagine. And what did they do while they were chained up? Did they start complaining to God about why have you allowed this to happen to us? Where are you? No. They began to worship. They began to sing hymns and lift up their voices and worship to God. They began to praise the Lord. And when they did that, and it's not because they... They knew, well, if I complain, it's not going to do me any good. It's going to make God mad, so I'll worship and see if he does something. No, they worship because they knew the one who allowed them to come into this situation. They were willing to die for him. They were willing to die for the message of Jesus. That's why they were willing to take a beat, beating and go out and, uh, with the potential of being arrested and, and imprisoned. They did it because they were compelled to take the gospel. Jesus was real to them. They knew what their Messiah had done for them. They had experienced his life and his power inside of their own bodies. They've seen the miracles of heaven coming through their own hands and declarations and ministering. So what, could, what else could they do but in that darkest place begin to lift their voice in worship, begin to give high praises to Jesus, exalting the name above all names, lifting him high over their circumstances because they knew that was not their end. But God broke in in that moment and showed off and caused that place to shake like with an earthquake and all of the chains of not only Paul and Silas but all of the prisoners, the chains to just... Shackles came undone. Chains broke. And, and when the prison guards discovered what had happened, they were getting ready to cut their own throats because they thought everyone was gone. The what else would you think to do? I mean, you're going to either be probably tortured to death or fed to lions or something. 
because of letting all these prisoners go. But Paul and, and Silas said, no, 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 we're all here. We're all here. No one has left. And they, they ministered the gospel to them. So take, take a lesson from that. In your darkest season, lift your voice in worship. Remember who he is. Don't let the enemy convince you that God is, is unjust or unfair or unloving and not good. Because he is who he is, and whatever our experience is at the moment that doesn't um, seem to, to prove that he is all of those things, that is just a wall or a cloud or a, a temporary thing that has come into our vision, into our experience. And it's not forever. And he is the God who breaks through. He is the God that will, will plow right through that. It may be at the end of your life. You know, we, we know, we declare things, we, we, we go against, we come against sickness, we come against the enemy's attacks, but there is a day, just like all of the disciples, all of the followers of, followers of Jesus, had a day when they had to leave this earth. And many of them were martyred for their faith. They were put to death. Peter was crucified just like Jesus. But he didn't feel that it, he was worthy to die in the same way that Jesus died. So he asked that his cross be hung upside down. He died a horrible death. But he knew that was not his end. Stephen, the first one in the book of Acts to die for Jesus was not afraid to take a stand and begin to declare what God had done. He stood before all of these Pharisees, these religious leaders, and he knew they, would, they could and would probably, possibly kill him. And Paul, who at that time was not Paul yet, his name was Saul, was standing there with all of these people laying their clothes at, at Saul's feet. The guy who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament was there at the witnessing the first death of one of the first Christians, giving approval to his murder. And they picked up stones, and they began to throw those stones at Stephen's head and knocked him out. But before they could kill him, he said, Look, I see the Son of God standing at the right hand of the Father. Now, we know the Bible tells us that Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father. <laughs> Wrap your mind around that. Jesus stood to receive his first martyr. He stood to welcome Stephen into his eternal kingdom. Stephen gave up his spirit. He even asked God to not hold it against them, I believe. And one of those guys later became the guy, Saul, who became Paul, his Damascus Road experience, met Jesus on the road and gave his life to the one who he was persecuting. Where am I going with all of that? When it looks bad, that's not the end. As one of my old postal customers used to say, it ain't over till it's over. And then he was dead one day and I said, well, I guess, I guess it's over for him. I just want to confirm what we're talking about um, I've had m my adult life I've struggled with depression and it's not fun and sometimes you're just paralyzed by it and you know it's like you just can't break through 
and probably maybe a few years ago, I was having really bad depression, and um, I've been under doctor's care and all that stuff, but I keep, you know, pressing into the Lord. But anyway, I, I, was, I was praying. I was trying to pray, and I just had been so down with depression, and I, all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit spoke so clearly that I thought he was standing right next to me. You know, it was so clear. And he said, gratitude and thankfulness are the antidote to depression. So remember that, any of you who struggle with depression, because it, it isn't an easy thing to fight your way through. So it, it wasn't that I had to fight the enemy. God said, gratitude and thankfulness, that is the antidote. Right there. So I just want to share that because that, that meant a lot. Oh. <laughs> I just wanted to say when we complain, I think it, it sows seeds of doubt. And we know how bad doubt is to the kingdom. I was, was reminded of Psalm, or Isaiah 60. Isn't it, is it a spirit of praise for a spirit of heaven? For the, a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So when we have heaviness, worship is everything, guys and gals. I mean, that's I've said this before, but that is why we put such a, a high emphasis on worship when we come together. I don't like to even have our prayer time start without a good 15, 20 minutes of worship just because worship shifts the atmosphere. Being a worshiper is what we were born for. We were created to worship God. Yeah. Worship is prayer. Worship is prayer. That's right. Yes. Worship is prayer. I, I like to say um, it's prayer, but it, it's praise. We're praying with praise. We're, we're taking our, our words of prayer and we're turning it into songs. Well, some, some parts of the body of Christ fell away from that, but there was the Calvary Chapel and Vineyard Movement that carried that value of worship all the way up into today, and that's many of our movements like Bethel have come through all of that. So, awesome. Can you come? Yeah, I, I'd like, just so you guys know, I know, we like to just start popping, you know, stuff from your seat. But I record everything so that someone, if they want to go back and hear what was said, I, it's recorded. And if you don't speak into the microphone, those of you who don't like the microphone, <laughs> I'm teasing, teasing you. But if you don't speak into the microphone, then I have to go back and, and find the section and highlight it and amplify the volume so it can be heard. So, hmm, I'm just thinking. Jill, wouldn't you pray for us? Just pray. We'll close our meeting out in prayer. Come on. You're a warrior. You can even pray in tongues. I don't care. <laughs> Lord, we just thank you for tonight and all that you've accomplished, Lord. Even if it's not a sermon sermon, Lord, your spirit was here and was speaking. And, Lord, we just thank you for that, that when we worship and we praise, that you come and that you inhabit those praises and you shed light on, on things. And so, Lord, we just want to close tonight 
with thanking you for what we've, we've gained tonight, Lord. And I just look forward to all that you're going to do in this body, Lord. You, you have given us all authority and power, Lord, and you've been pressing me on that this week, that it is a real thing, that we have the power and authority, and you're waiting for us to take that authority. So we are basically back into what Adam and Eve had, Lord, that we can take dominion. And we just thank you for that, Lord. And we do take dominion over Kitsap County. And we ask that your presence comes down over Kitsap County, Lord. That you send your angels to clear out the darkness. And we thank you, Lord, for all that you're going to do. Amen. Hey, that, that is an amen, but I wanted to say one thing. One thing, in, in adding an extra amen to what she just said, we have been given dominion. We have been given authority to take dominion, to, to take territory for the kingdom of heaven. When Jesus spoke to Peter, and because Peter, Jesus asked him, he said, well, who, who do you say I am? And he said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, I tell you, that was not revealed to you by man, but by my father. And I say to you, you are Peter, and upon this rock, I will build my, oh, wait a minute, you said it, just perfect. The English translation is the word church. A church is like a structure, a temple, you know, the building, the, the place where believers come to gather. But that is not the word that Jesus said. He said the word ecclesia or ecclesia. You can say however you want. Ecclesia. I will build my ecclesia on this rock, and the gates of hell will not overcome it. The ecclesia is who you and I are. We are what that word means, and that word means we are the legislators, we are the governors, we are the people who've been ordained and assigned by God to legislate heaven to earth. So take that and put that in your pipe and smoke it tonight. <laughs> Not literally. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know what some of you do when you're by yourselves. You know, it is legal in our state. But I'm just saying, just uh, take that truth, meditate on it, look into it, you are the ecclesia. We are, I am, you are, we are the legislators of heaven. We are ambassadors of God. Ambassadors, legislators, governors, bringing kingdom culture into the earth. Doesn't mean we sit around in a building and sing kumbaya for the, wait until Jesus raptures us out of here. It means, I know. I like a nice chill time too, but hey, there's times for that. We we come together, refresh, reorganize, refocus, and recenter ourselves, and then we go back out. And we take this authority to the schools, to your school, to my workplace. When I walk into that post office, I can go in there and I can declare. I don't have to say it out loud to where everyone looks at me and kind of like, what is up with him? I can just walk into that property and say, I take authority over all the powers of darkness, and I release the kingdom of heaven into this place. So... Anyway, amen and amen and amen. All right. We'll put some music on.
You guys could pray. If anyone needs prayer, just kind of hang out up here and we'll pray for each other.